Mr. Vice President, I look out over my Biden sign in my front yard and I see a sea of Trump flags and yard signs. Is that a question for Joe Biden during the town hall last night? Why does nobody have any enthusiasm for you? No, no, that was a lead up to a different question. I was going to lay out just the things we've been talking about today for Lon He Chen. We've talked about Biden's softball uh, press conferences and town halls. Town halls, yeah. Versus Trump getting grilled. Does that matter? The uh, the Trump's uh, the flat delivery of a really good message yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then I thought a grievance-laden uh, rally last night. With not a lot, with not enough reason to vote for him, and there's a lot of stuff out there. Well, let's join uh, Lon He Chen for the discussion. Lon He is the David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution, and joins us now. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Great to be with you. Thank you. So uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to observe uh, the president lately, but uh, he seems a little tired. Well, I, you know, here, here's what I think: the president has a uh, a certain comfort zone he likes to operate in. And he likes the environment where he can just kind of get out there, let a rip, talk about whatever he wants to talk about. And the question is how that uh, modus operandi works with the closing weeks of a campaign. And I think one of the things that made him effective in 2016 at the end was his ability to focus on message and to just get out there and relentlessly deliver it. And generally speaking, candidates are successful when they can do that. Uh, right now, the president's not there yet. And I think until he can get there, and I think he probably will get there. The question is when. Uh, I do think some of these rallies and some of these events end up doing more harm than good. Yeah, look, and that's something that they're going to have to confront. I only took in 15 minutes of last night. So, you know, it's anecdotal evidence. But instead of, you know, we're going to build the wall and nobody thought he was actually going to build the wall. And Mexico isn't going to pay for it. But here's somebody that finally gives a crap about illegal immigration. Yay. You know, I'm going to bring your jobs back, that sort of stuff. Reasons to vote for him. God, he was going on. It was a perfect phone call. You're talking about the Ukraine phone call? Oh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, they're I mean, hurling soft, yeah. softballs at Joe Biden. Did you catch any of the town hall last night? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a big, wet kiss, right? And I think it, it, it shouldn't be surprising because we have seen now over and over again, the media does treat the two people differently. It treats Trump and Biden differently. Uh, and, you know, you guys asked the question, do I think it's going to make a difference? And the answer is, I don't. I don't think it's going to make a difference because I think people have already weighed these issues in their minds. They get that the media likes Joe Biden more than it likes Donald Trump. They understand that, you know, as a result, the two candidates are going to be treated differently. I'm not sure it affects how people view them, though. I, I think if you – I've said this a lot before, which is at this point in Donald Trump's presidency, you figured out how you feel about Donald Trump. Probably. If you still have, I mean, if you still have questions about, hey, what do I think of Donald Trump, you must have been living on another planet for the last couple of years. So all of this stuff that's out there, you know, the Woodward book and the media's treatment of them – and all of the noise, you know, most Americans, I think, have tuned it out. And I think they figured out, you know, look, this is what I think of Donald Trump. And by the way, just because you don't like him doesn't mean you're not going to vote for him. And I think yeah. that's an important factor to consider as well. Well, we we're talking earlier. We think the best, you know, for people who uh, like some Trump stuff, but, but he bothers them so much they just can't vote for him. That, Reluctant Trumpers is a buddy of mine texted. That yeah. getting the 1619 project out of the schools and ending critical race theory training in uh, government agencies, that could be huge. 
Well, it is because people sort of say, listen, uh, I'm, you know, I, I think a lot of Americans would say this. They would say, look, I'm all for uh, a, a society that's got people that look different from me and sound different from me. That's fine. But I don't want to be told that the history of my country is so foul and so odious that I can't learn about it. I don't want to be told that everything America's done is wrong. I don't want to be told that, you know, everything that I've done as a non, you know, non-minority, non-person of color, non-whatever uh, is wrong. And I think people just say, look, I don't want that's not the environment I want to be in. And so there are common sense things that the president does. And there's common sense things that people do when they say, look, you know, you're right. Not all of that is wrong. And we and there are things about our history and our culture that we should learn. And we should understand times when things went badly. But we should also understand that there are a heck of a lot of times in our history when things went well. And and that's something that everybody and every child should learn in this country, I well, think. Well, right. The, the idea of having wonderful ideals and sometimes falling short of them is not an ugly story. I mean, it's 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 a, it's worth telling. Uh, but again, it's and, and the lefty media is trying to, uh, like, give you an inverse description of what's happening here, that he's trying to eliminate any teaching of America's sins. The problem is, and just as a, a, a personal note, Lonnie, uh, judging by our listeners um, and, and we hear from them by the hundreds and hundreds every day, this the, the far left indoctrination from kindergarten through grad school is a huge issue among real people. And I credit the Trump administration for having their ear to the ground enough to realize it. I think the New York Times and, and NPR, they're so snide anytime they make reference. It's a conspiracy theory, but I'm telling you, it's big in the hinterlands. Well, here's the problem. The, the people that are reporters for these outlets, the people who are opinion writers for the most part for these outlets, they are far to the left of even many Democrats in this country. They make up a disproportionate uh, percentage of you know, these sort of relatively far to the left progressive folks, and, and they are in very influential positions. And so I think when most Americans look at that, they say, you know what, that doesn't really sound like what, you know, what I think is right. Just at a gut level, people don't think that what they're reading and what they're seeing sounds right. So this disconnect between mainstream media and, you know, many uh, Americans that that's going to be a huge problem going forward. This is not a not a campaign problem. It's not a political problem. It goes to the breakdown of our institutions, and the media is one of them. I think outside of a major event occurring, you know, uh, something international or whatever, I, I I don't see what's going to change the trajectory of the election except for that first debate, particularly. If Joe Biden is on the debate stage with the world watching and says something like he said last night, that all 200,000 people would still be alive if Trump had done his job. And the Washington Post even says uh, Biden is making this up. Uh, how would that affect things? I mean, that's an extraordinary yeah, I mean, thing to say. How about the fact that Anderson Cooper didn't even follow up on that? Yeah, I mean, I think this first debate is going to be interesting to watch because you're going to see the ultimate prevent defense uh, in, in, in Joe Biden's strategy. I mean, really, his job is to get up there and to not screw things up. I mean, there are many bland things he can say, and I think it'll be totally fine. Uh, but you're right. I think where where the Biden campaign is concerned in all likelihood is they're concerned he's going to get up there and he's going to say something or say a few things that will really demonstrate kind of either that he's lost a few steps or that, that you know, he just has positions that are fundamentally out of step with most Americans. And I think that's the worry for the Biden campaign. You know, the, the, the Trump team, they... 
they kind of feel like, look, people are used to the freewheeling style of the president. He's not going to say things carefully. He's going to get up there and say what he's going to say. And so I think they feel it's relatively lower risk, which is why you hear the president saying, let's de- let's debate more. Uh, but but the Biden team, I think they are they're playing prevent and they really do not want people to, to, to hear or see some of the things that Joe Biden could say or that could pop out of his mouth. Well, the, the question was asked to Joe Biden on the new Green Deal or the Green New Deal. Sorry. Do you think it's too much? Anderson Cooper said, no, I don't, said Vice President Biden. No follow up. Huh? It's going to cost 60 trillion dollars. We're going to stop driving yeah, and- cars with gas within 10 years. You're for that? Yeah, and it's going to require every single building to be retrofitted and changed. I mean, even ones that are historic and go back many, you know, many centuries. I mean, it's it's the Green New Deal is crazy. It is. And this is a point that I've started to make because I, I've been looking at Joe Biden's policy plans recently. He would be the most liberal president in modern history if he won. His ideas are far more progressive than any candidate since McGovern. His budget, by the way, is double what Hillary Clinton proposed in 2016. Just Just think about that for a minute. $5 trillion in new spending, double what Hillary Clinton proposed. His tax increases are going to hit every American household. This is not some moderate guy. I mean, if, he, if he's elected president, he's going to be an extreme liberal. And I think, look, that's just something people need to come to terms with. They might be okay with that. They might say, look, I'm willing to have that over the chaos of Trump. I'll vote for Biden. doesn't matter. But people need to go into this election eyes wide open, understanding what the alternatives are. I think that's a very important thing. My final question for Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution. Um, given the near certainty that there will be chaos and confusion during voting month as mail-in ballots are counted and rejected and the rest of it, uh, how do you like the idea of some sort of bipartisan commission getting to work like today by noon on standards and messaging and, and, and bipartisan statements of solidarity, that sort of thing, Let's, being preemptive about dealing with the chaos. I would love that. I think that'd be a great idea to get respected, you know, respected Republican, respected Democrats, get people together and, and, and help us make our way through this mess. We cannot have this be a partisan process, regardless of how you feel, who you're going to vote for. We all agree we want this election to be fairly decided and we want to have confidence in the outcome of the election. And the direction we're headed in, I really worry about, because that's not the direction we're headed in. And bringing this back to depoliticize it as much as possible, I, I think that'd be great. So I- I- I'd be all for it. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, really? Boy, Dan Coates' op-ed in the New York Times yesterday, I don't know if you read it, but he said, Joe Biden or Donald Trump are not a death blow to the country, but losing faith in our elections could be. Yeah, that, that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, let's keep an eye on this one going forward. Lon He Chen, uh, David and Diane Stiffy, fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution. Lon He, thanks so much for the time. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Dave. You got it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I worry way more about that, uh, the, the post-election day chaos, hatred, angst, uh, conspiracy theories, Russian propaganda, yeah. trolls and bots and, and the rest of it, not to mention... Nancy Pelosi and Donald J. saying irresponsible things. I, I'm more worried about that than about anything. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting uh, stuff. Don't mean to freak you out, everybody. Hey, uh, Van Morrison is very old. He's got some new songs out, and he's anti-COVID-19 lockdown. Really? Who knew the little Irishman had an opinion on this at all? But he does, and it's a strong one. <laughs> Among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
We needed a Van Morrison song. We said no brown-eyed girl. Not that that's not a great song. It's just enough. made something different for Brian. enough. Man, I love this song. John Mellencamp's cover of it's really good, too. So why are we talking about Van Morrison? Quit talking. I want to hear this. And everything so Old drunk Irishman on the mind, or what's the deal? <laughs> now I love the chorus. And I, like an idiot, took a bite of my protein bar. All right, turn it off. Turn it off! I can't take it! <laughs> Apparently, Van Morrison is no fan of the lockdown measures in the UK. The COVID-19 lockdown. His favorite pub is closed. These songs recorded recently in Northern Ireland and England are a condemnation of the UK government and scientists. Here's some lyrics. No more lockdown. No more government overreach. No more fascist bullies disturbing our peace. He sings on No More Lockdown. Wow. He continues. No more That's taking... the name of the song? No More Lockdown? No little, More Lockdown. A little yeah. on the nose for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not that artistic. That song about the wild night he had. What's that called? <laughs> wild night. Hmm. Here's my song about taxes being high. It's a metaphor. The title is called The Taxes Are Too High. <laughs> Let's see. He continues. No more taking of our freedom and our God-given rights, pretending it's for our safety when it's really to enslave. He's got a little bit of the sound of an old guy who sits there watching Fox News all day. <laughs> yeah, but with a great groove <laughs> and unbelievable phrasing. You should hear the riff. <laughs> the lyrics also blast scientists making up crooked facts. That's a quote. And, yeah. quote, celebrities telling us what we're supposed to feel. Yep, I get that one, too. Um, another track is I Walked Out. References a March statement on the UK government's website stating COVID nineteen is no longer considered to be a high consequence infectious disease. Blah blah blah. Hmm. So he's an activist. Way to go, Van. Here's a dumb story for you. <laughs> it's kind of politics, but mostly not. No, it's it is what it is. Uh, somebody was comparing the media's treatment of Kamala Harris's shoes to Melania Trump's choices of footwear. Well, when you said this is stupid, you did not <laughs> lie to us. But it's kind of funny, particularly, uh, they both wore exactly the same shoes a couple of years apart. Except for the headline for Kamala Harris was, Kamala Harris may have made Timberland boots cool again when she showed up to a, uh, a wildfire site wearing Timberland boots. Melania Trump wore exactly the same boots when she was visiting the troops in a war zone. Melania Trump being mocked for wearing Timberland boots while visiting troops. These are New York Times uh, <laughs> stories. Oh, there's a shock. <laughs> wow. Isn't that hilarious? Uh, oh, well, yeah, that is. There's that... more. USA Today's headline on Harris read, Tim's in Converse, Kamala Harris sports boots after wearing Chuck Taylor All-Stars, talking about how she's uh, got such cool footwear. And then Melania Trump, work boots with white jeans. Melania Trump's outfit still missing the mark. Wow. I mean, it's just, that's it's stupid, but it's just, really? Really? Why are you writing an article about the, the somebody's footwear anyway? But the fact that you're so influenced by your politics. Right. That you take a different view of what shoes they're wearing. Psst, it's just hilarious. You're going to get the orange guy reelected. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know it. Oh, speaking of visiting fire zones, man, I just read this. I had not. I, there are too many fires, but the uh, El Dorado fire in the San Bernardino National Forest a firefighter has died battling it. It was sparked by a gender reveal party. So now a firefighter has died over one of these freaking gender re- reveal things. 
Please do not use gendered language to to, to address everyone. Your child's gender. <laughs> we got to stop inviting this guy to these gender reveals. I appreciate people <laughs> who are excited to have a, a baby and want people to know it's a boy or it's a girl. Uh, that's nice. It's really nice. But stop exploding things <laughs> during a high fire danger period. <laughs> that the middle part of that clip is what I like. Play that again. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. <laughs> That's the part like I just I can't go on. Well, and he was in respect. That was that National Socialist Party or whatever right. getting together, and uh, he was responding to a guy saying, "You guys, it's very distracting when you're talking, you guys. So please stop." And that guy got up. Please stop using gendered language. And then I'm sure please some- do not use gendered language to oh, to address no. everyone. Boy, that's your issue. Please don't say everyone. The word everyone was used by slave owners. (laughs) How much time we got, Michael? (laughs) Oh, darn it. We got because we got to guess the sound coming up. We've got to work that in. Oh, an exciting new feature. Uh, Oh, and some of the president's speech announcing trying to end far left indoctrination in America's schools. Yes, please. Yeah, this is more a story about what they've been teaching our kids for de- and us for decades in the school system. Yeah. And why we let them get away with it, I have no idea. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The left wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. As many of you testified today, the left wing rioting and mayhem are the direct result of decades of left wing indoctrination in our schools. It's gone on far too long. Our children are instructed from propaganda tracks like those of Howard Zinn that try to make students ashamed of their own history. You know, it struck me in listening to that yesterday how flat it was and how tired he sounded. But now I'm listening back to it. I wonder if it's because it is so echoey there in the National Archives. I mean, there's an amazing amount of reverb, natural reverb there that I wonder if he's just keeping his voice down. Anyway, the president yesterday speaking about left-wing indoctrination in our nation's schools, which the uh, nakedly progressive radio idiotically said, uh, and some parents are now starting to echo the president's verbiage. Well, you know what? They're fools. This may be the number one issue we hear about from our listeners. Yeah, it's huge for me. Yeah. Uh, the president focused much of his speech on his claims, says the New York Times, that American schools have become infected with revisionist ideas about the nation's founding and history. Yeah, he claims that because it's true. Yeah, and Mr. Trump said that left-wing rioting and mayhem are their direct result of decades of left-wing indoctrination in our schools. He also said that because it's completely true. Yeah, that's probably why he said that. Yeah. The, the, how did we, as a society, allow the Howard Zinn teaching of history? I mean... Way out of the mainstream. Yeah. Not just like left of center, left of 80% of the country. Mm-hmm. I think either complete unawareness or, or for me, just I think not it was being a, fully aware of it. For me, I think it was a what are you going to do, which is stupid, but 
I'm yeah. a taxpayer. We're paying for these schools. Right. And you feel it more acutely now that your kids are, you know, being targeted That's too. That's it too, yeah. Um but the other thing is and listen, I'm <clears throat> I'm an honest man. I'm a sincere man. Some of the things we should have learned in school were probably downplayed a little bit. Um, a more balanced and nuanced view of our history, not whitewashed, which is a term I hate given the uh, racial tone of our times, but uh, I could see a little more of so, the honest view of, of history. So it was o- an overcorrection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And people heard that, yeah, well, we're starting to talk about how, you know, some of the Indian treaties, for instance, uh, the U.S. government violated its own treaties. I think that's worth learning. That's legit. But so because of that Call it guilt if you want, or call it sincere belief that, hey, let's be a little more full. Let's be a little more uh, 360 degrees about our, our history. Um, it was a huge overcorrection, and people didn't understand how extreme it had gotten. But I want to hear more of what the president had to say. Give us clip 34 there, Sean, would you? The left has warped, distorted, and defiled the American story with deceptions, falsehoods, and lies. There is no better example than the New York Times totally discredited 1619 project. This project rewrites American history to teach our children that we were founded on the principle of oppression, not freedom. Nothing could be further from the truth. America's founding set in motion the unstoppable chain of events that abolished slavery secured civil rights, defeated communism and fascism, and built the most fair, equal, and prosperous nation in human history. I'm, I'm for the truth, but what's, what, was, what was the ultimate harm that came out of my education that probably downplayed how poorly we treated the Indians, for instance? What was the downside? I haven't gone on to, you know, abuse Native Americans or I don't I'm not soft on slavery because it wasn't emphasized. If you if you if you have too much the other direction, you end up with a patriotic country that holds together, uh, which is what every country in the history of the world has done. If you go too far the other direction, your country comes completely apart and no, apart and no longer exists violently. So I don't yeah. understand. What's, what's the upside? Well, and, and I don't think it's neither or. I mean, if you want to teach about slavery, the Jim Crow era, which is horrible, the early 20th century, the racism was just disgusting. You want to teach that stuff? Go right ahead. But don't, and this is my objection to the 1619 Project and critical race theory and all, don't try to sell this garbage that the country was founded to perpetuate racism. <clears throat> or that the Constitution was written to perpetuate racism, or that the country is founded on white supremacy and the rest of it. That See, that's that's where it goes too far. It'd be the wrong term. It, it goes into bizarre Marxist fantasies. Don't be teaching Marxist fantasies to America's school children. And or, it's, man, it's it's widespread, too, from kindergarten through grad school. Oh, I know. Or, and particularly <laughs> that any of that is unique in human history, either. All right. See, that's the thing. Uh, oh, who? Oh, I just read because a great people comment. grow up for some reason with this view that European countries are the enlightened ones. We should look to Europe for. A, okay, well, let's look at the history of France and Great Britain and all those countries, Germany specifically. Um, yeah, I just where is that? Uh, Dennis Prager, colleague of ours, wrote an absolutely terrific uh, opinion piece about 
how your your angry twenty year old women and and the and the guys in the streets, the white people in the streets, smashing stuff and yelling at black cops that they're racists. How it's a combination of boredom because they don't have a life of purpose and naivete. Um, they uh, he's writing about they have no knowledge of uh, uh, most of the world, which is brutal, crime ridden, corruption ridden, drowning in racism, ethnic and tribal conflict, and the rest of it. The incredible naivete it takes to say the United States is an awful country and unfair. Compared to what? Um, yes, Sean, you have a comment? Okay. Um, uh, I, I want He just to, wants us to play the mystery noise. I, oh, we do have to get to that next. I do want somebody to ask Joe Biden about this, though. Joe Biden, if you're president, will you reinstate 1619 or, or look to do that in your education department? Um, and will you bring critical race theory training back to government agencies. Somebody needs to ask him that yeah, and have him on the record on that. So far, he has not. Um, they could have last night in the town hall. On the very day Trump gives that speech, that would have been a good tying in with the day's news. Oh, no, no, no. How no. do you feel about that? That'd but, be too hard. That'd be that. Uh, it was a softball game, Jack. That's enough of that from now. Um, uh, we have a mystery noise. So where did the, I don't want you to give it away, Michael, but so, so what are we supposed to do here? Listen to it and guess? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's horrifying. It's a new TikTok challenge. You want to be horrified here? You want to smell something terrible? Smell this. That's what w- this wait a sounds minute. like. You don't say it's horrifying in advance. Well, you're, you're giving, no longer you're in charge hints. of the mystery sound. Hints. Yeah. Here, All right, just play it. Here's the sound. It's a... S- Filing your teeth into fangs. That's funny. I think it's teeth also. It's scraping something on Some, teeth. Something's oh, being filed. Oh, what is it? You, what is, you have a guess, John? You know, you guys are, I, I know what it is. Oh, yeah, it is. he does. But yeah, you guys are good at this. This what? is actually something we do. It's called enamoplasty, okay? And us as dentists and orthodontists, we do this with a lot of people, okay? But you need to know specifics before you can do stuff like this. Can't do this by yourself with a, with a nail. It looks like she has a nail polish she's oh. using to do it. Everybody has a set amount of enamel, okay? And that oh. set amount of enamel, once you go through it, you hit your nerve and blood Whoa. and pain and nastiness. No. It's just terrible. You I, don't want I, that. I don't want to hear this. So so apparently uh, teens, I guess, because they do all the stuff on TikTok, are uh, filing their teeth down for some reason. Uh, probably to, to get them shinier or something. Well, uh, are they trying to get them shiny or like vampire-y? I don't carve know. them into like, yeah. <laughs> they just want flat teeth like a cow. <laughs> all I eat is grass. <laughs> tell you what. If Excellent cow voice, John. Recommitting to the vegan. <laughs> if you are uh, goblin tide pods or snorting cinnamon or filing your teeth down, I think that's a great idea. Just go right ahead. It's good for the herd, speaking of cows. <laughs> trying, trying to grab the testicles of a tiger for your Instagram picture or whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you do all of them? File your teeth down with a tide pod in your mouth while grabbing the testicles of a tiger. It's the just... Armstrong and Getty Tide Tiger Teeth Challenge. Tide Tiger Testicle Teeth Challenge. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> send us a video of you doing all three of those once, and we'll send you a pair of Armstrong and Getty oven mitts. I've got three barely related, but all somewhat COVID-related stories that are all uh, interesting or angry. And then we've got a really bad smell we'll uh, give to you, oh, and you can try and guess what it is. All on the way.
Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you, it's Friday, I'm in love. Is LeBron James just an athlete? Well, I believe this expose, we're going to take a little dive into what I believe is quite frightening. Now here, you're going to see this chalk ritual toss, what the sports world calls it a chalk toss, but it's simply a disguise for what he's really doing, a high-level conjuring, a spell, an incantation from this Illuminati wizard where he's summoning demons. I believe he's conjuring up demons before every game. Plain and simple. Really take a look at these so-called chalk tosses. It is very frightening, this ritual that he does. I mean, putting his hands up, Nary. these Baphomet-style yep. dragon demons See, she appear. sounds dragon demons. She sounds like she actually believes that LeBron James is part of the Illuminati and part of his ritual before the well, game. He's a wizard. Summoning demons. After an entire... Uh, what, what, what's this demons per uh, game in the playoffs, Sean? Oh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's up there with the, some of the greats. Yeah, <laughs> yep. After an entire season of people anticipating a Lakers-Clippers finals, Lakers-Nuggets kicks off tonight. We'll see how that goes. Well, shout out to our many listeners in beautiful Colorado. I'm excited for you. Jack is disappointed. Of course, the NBA is dead to me. And LeBron James, I believe, to be uh, bigoted. But um, I'm rooting so hard for the Nuggets. Oh, our, really? Our fellow, yeah. Jokic, he's a big, doughy. I got to check that out. He, he looks like Baby Huey, and he's just dominant. I got to check that out. A um, couple of COVID-related things. I just got an alert from Southwest that middle seats are going to remain open through November 30th. Gives you an idea where they are with the airlines, mm-hmm. which are still down like 70%. Uh, currently, oof, and uh, for the year, it's down 98% or something like that. It's just insane. But so they're not anticipating need to have three people in a row in uh, Southwest anytime soon. Listen, there's nothing funny about the vid. It's terrible. Um, but I'll just say this. If there were a different reason middle seats were empty for the rest of our lives, yeah, I no would kidding. be very happy yeah, about Let's that. see how long we can extend that. I think I may have underestimated how much business travel was responsible for airline Clearly. capacity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I always thought that, too, as a guy who's mostly a leisure traveler yeah. until we, you know, we got on all over the country and we started to travel. And I found out that uh, you, can, you can get a parking space in whatever part of the garage you want. You know, for Friday traveler, it's Tuesday morning. You can't find a spot. Monday, Tuesday mornings, the lots are completely full. Wow. Yeah. Um, a different COVID-related story. Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, uh, decided to delay in-person public school three days before <laughs> classes were set to resume. Well, after, the teachers' union yanked his chain. After conferring with the teachers' union. Oh. How sucky is that for parents? Because that's not a minor deal to figure out how we're going to get the kids to school, how we're going to pick them up, or if you have a child care situation, right. or we're taking them out of daycare, or whatever your situation is. It's a major deal. Or you called the boss on Monday and said, good news, I'm coming in. Right. Then, you know, th- then on Friday afternoon, you have to call them and say, no, I can't. But uh, schools are not an essential business for some reason. And then the other. No learning, no earning. Those are the rules. And then another COVID story that I wish would go away. The headline is, Minister who prayed against lockdowns has COVID. 
I guess that's supposed to be devastatingly ironic. Drop the mic. You see how stupid he was? You see, you see, I am really against the lockdown, and if I got COVID, that doesn't change my mind. Right. I still am against the lockdown. You should all wear masks and stay socially distanced, and uh, if you don't like going places, don't. But the government doesn't get to shut us down forever. And open the schools up. And if I find out this afternoon I got COVID, I still think the same thing. Does that even seem possible to you? Here's a, here's a wild concept. It might blow your mind. You're going to have bits of skull on the inside of your car when I hit you with this idea. Jeez, wow. We're going to have to call the wolf. Pe- <laughs> Excellent Pulp Fiction reference. People will self-regulate based on their perception of their own risk. Asthmatic 80-year-olds are not going to behave the same way as sorority girls at The Ohio State University, nor should they. People will manage their own lives. I'm not a, there's a lot of you that think the government ought to tell you how. I'm not a, a very religious person, but the, the kind of overall disdain for just somebody praying for something or just the concept of prayer, I find a little troubling in, in modern discourse. And Yeah, it's mocked. Yeah, it's mocked. What's it bothering you any? Yeah, he, it, he prays for something. Yeah, it just, yeah. he, he wishes something nice with he, He's hoping good things yeah. happen. Why is that such yeah. a uh, fodder for ridicule? I, I, don't, I don't Well, and if you just change the verbiage a little bit, he is meditating on things he believes to be important and getting in touch with the universal spirit. People would say, can I do yoga? Well, I do that. But then people just, well, I don't know. That's, my, a, that's a really good point. I do my, not like uh, humanity. It's an awful, awful species. My universal spirit needed to pee last night, but we don't have bathrooms in our home right now. Oh, boy. As both bathrooms have been removed to try to get mold out of our house. And uh, What, you got a bucket? i never done a remodel or anything. I've heard people's remodeling stories. I've never done anything like that. The whole house practically is unavailable to you. I didn't realize that. I mean, between the... For long chunks of the day. <laughs> yeah. So you're just going out with the goats and... Well, I, you know... On all fours. <laughs> luckily, because I live out in the country, we're pretty con- we're pretty used to peeing in the yard anyway, but... Um, oh, this is just a delightful segment of the show. <laughs> but, so in the middle of the night... Maybe we'll night, finally get into the Radio Hall of Fame based on this. <laughs> Go ahead. I what? didn't want to get up and walk outside in the middle of the night just because I didn't want to walk that far. And I had a water bottle nearby and... Oh, boy. This is getting better and better. So I took up my pocket knife and I cut off the top of the water bottle and I peed in the water bottle. What else are you going to do if you got no bathroom? I mean, there aren't a lot of options, right? Probably that. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. I meant to throw it away first thing this morning. It is still sitting on the nightstand. I probably oh. should have alert somebody oh, to that. You know, I thought it was over, folks. Oh, we man. all thought it was over, didn't we? New was lows just coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, golly. There's it's going to be this way for weeks. I'm going to have to come up with something. I guess some sort of... There are devices, uh, bedpans, essentially. Hmm. That's what I need. use, that sort of That's thing. That's what I need. And, and they're a little woman-friendly, too. I noticed nothing about your wife and her needs in this little disgusting screed. <laughs> I, I need to look into that, yeah. If you've got a particular tip, uh, text me, 415-295-KFTC. Because I'm going to be without a bathroom in the home for quite a while, I guess. Let's move along quickly to something, anything, anything, something. Trump to block U.S. transactions with TikTok and WeChat. I, uh, I haven't really followed that story. I, I, I ignore all the TikTok stories. If you show me a video of a funny dog doing something on yeah. TikTok, I'll watch it. 
But I've ignored all the TikTok stories, so I gotta admit I'm not up to do. Yeah, the long back and forth on who might buy it. Just tell me if somebody buys it, okay? I'm, I don't own TikTok. If you uh, haven't heard it yet, we'll hit you with Joe Biden's giant whopper from. That's the words of the Washington Post. Joe Biden's giant whopper from his town hall last night. If you do not get the next hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We will post that segment as a podcast later today. Mm -hmm. Canadian Tesla driver has been charged with napping while speeding. I thought that was the point. uh, So the the car was speeding? I thought they weren't supposed to do that. Uh, well, he probably set his cruise control at, you know, uh, higher than legal speed. I know some drivers who do that, for instance, every single day going to and from well, yeah. a radio station. I don't know. I don't know how the whole uh, self-driving car, you can set it to speed. I didn't know that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, I guess self-driving is pretty accurate. It's not really self-driving. It just keeps you in your lane, keeps you from smashing into something. Set it's it not like for... you can program in the destination that takes I'm going to take a little snooze. Let me set it for like a bat out of hell, and then I will just <laughs> lean back and go to sleep. A blur to passers-by and go. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. That's the future, man. Armstrong and Getty.